0: Everybody to church today. I want to welcome everybody that's watching us online right now. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right, this week coming up is a big week for us in our church. Um, We're in a series called Victory. Before we get into it, I just want to explain some of the vision behind this, this week and what you will see and what you won't see, okay? Um, what you won't see this week is us dropping 10,000 Easter eggs from a helicopter in the backyard there. Um, you're not going to see the Easter bunny, okay, here, um, and, and not that any of that stuff is, is wrong, you know, other churches can do what they want to do, but for, for this house, and, and I was convicted because we used to do all those things, not the helicopter thing, but we used to have the Easter egg hunts and the Easter bunny here, and we used to do all those things. And, and I just got convicted uh, several years ago um, that we were we weren't discipling people about how important this week was. Okay, this week is literally the most important week as a follower of Jesus. And I would hate... For anybody to get confused or any child or teenager to get confused that this week might be about chocolate and bunnies. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and again, there's nothing wrong. Other churches can do their thing. But here in, in, in this house, this is Holy Week coming up, okay? And so what we've done is we've created an experience for you to connect to Jesus, Okay, this week is all about Jesus, okay? He's the one, he's the reason why we're here. And so our focus is on Jesus and it starts on Wednesday night. Um, And and I'm I'm holding one of these things, these Holy Week cards. Please grab one on your way out or two or three or four, invite people to come. It really is a... um, it it deepens your experience and your connection with Jesus, okay? And so Wednesday night, you come through here and we've opened it up. We're gonna be opening it up uh, at 12 o'clock, okay? During the day until 8.30 at night. The reason why we did that, if you wanted to come during your lunch break and just kind of come through the stations or you're a homeschool mom and you wanna bring your kids during the day uh, or you can bring them right after school, uh, it's just, we just wanted you to be able to have the time to go through the stations, you'll get a pamphlet as you come in, and you'll get to read about every single station and the significance of it. Uh, you know, you have the thorns, uh, of the nails, of the spear, uh, and this year we got a tomb. Come on, somebody. And we won't trap you in the tomb, okay? Really, That's a weird thing to say, Pastor. <laughs> Um and and it's just man, it's just one of these things that that connects you deeper with Jesus, okay? So that's happening on Wednesday. We're encouraging people to to take communion with your family that night and getting prayer from one of our prayer partners that day. Um, it's just really an awesome experience. You're not gonna want to miss it. That's why we opened up the hours from 12 to 8:30, okay? All right. The next thing, Friday night is is good Friday service. Um It's just a different service. It's a different kind of service. It's very somber spirit. But there's just something really special, something that deepens your faith and your connectivity with Jesus when you're watching Him being beaten. When you're actually watching Him go through the things that He went through and internalizing it, that He did it for you, and then taking the, the bread, his flesh, and then drinking, you know, the juice that represents his blood. There's just something that deepens your relationship and, and your connectivity with Jesus that night. And we're going to be singing hymns that night, okay? Some of you that complain, Pastor, we don't sing enough hymns. Like, this is your service, okay? Like, this is your moment. Sing those hymns, okay? And, and uh, Jesus and, and his disciples sang hymns as they were walking to the Garden of Gethsemane. And so we're going to sing hymns that night. And we're going to watch uh, parts of the, of the Passion of the Christ. And then I'm going to lead us in communion, okay? It's going to be a powerful night um, as we just take that next step in just connecting ourselves with, with Jesus. And then Saturday is the only thing that's different about Saturday than the two Sundays is that we're having our kids sing uh, on Saturday night, okay? So it's kind of a more of a family service, um, and we're encouraging people, hey, come on Saturday and serve on Sunday if you can, um, just to kind of help us out. It's going to be all hands on deck. Uh, this is our Super Bowl, okay? This is, we're going to see a lot of people come, a lot of people give their life to Jesus, and so, man, we need everybody to come and serve all hands on deck that weekend. It's going to be a great weekend as we have three services, okay? Awesome. Are you guys ready for some victory? Come on. Last week we, we, talked, we kicked off our series uh, called Victory, and we talked about how Jesus has won the war, right? The war is over. The war over death, uh, over sin and death is over, but that doesn't allow us to opt out of the battle, right we all have battles that we're going through every year every month every week every day but the battle belongs to the lord right and and we man god has given us so many weapons to fight in this war. Well, who are we fighting against? Well, we, we talked about last week, we've got two enemies, right? we got the enemy of our flesh, ourselves, that wants to club us over the head and drag us away from the things of God. So we're fighting against our flesh. And then the second enemy is the devil. The devil is strategizing, he's scheming to try and get us to trip up and fall into his traps. And so because of that, we need weapons. And last week we talked about the weapon, come on, of the helmet, that this helmet represents salvation, deliverance, and victory. But for this weapon to work, you got to put it on, okay? Come on, I'm going to put it on again. Don't worry. Come on, you got to put it on, okay? For this thing to work, every day you got to put your helmet of victory on, So we talked about that last week, that that Jesus has given us victory over everything. Let's look at the Greek word, and then we'll pray this morning. The Greek word for victory is deliverance and salvation. That word is tashua. We're going to talk about tashua today and the importance of tashua and how we have tashua today. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, this is your moment. I thank you for every person that is in this room today. It is not by mistake that they're here. You wanted them here, God, and you've got a word for us today. And so, Holy Spirit, we just ask. We come against every spirit, uh, every demonic spirit that is trying to distract us and and bring the lies. God, whatever we went through this week, God, I've just prayed that it would drift away, that it would fade into the background, Holy Spirit, that we would stay focused and we would hear exactly What you need us to hear this morning. In Jesus' name, get me out of the way. None of me and all of you, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Before we get into it, uh, I forgot to mention this. And and that is uh, the first year that we did uh, Journey to the Cross. The first year that we did it, I was walking in the foyer. uh, I think it was like a Tuesday. I was walking in the foyer and I heard the father speak to me. And he said, thank you for honoring my son. That's it. That's it, right? Like for me, that's that's it. That's how we should live our life. We should live our life in such a way where we're honoring God and we're honoring Jesus. So again, next week is all about honoring the son. Okay, so before we get to palm Triumphant entry, Palm Sunday. While we're here today, while we're celebrating Palm Sunday, there is a story that happened several days before that I want to talk about because there are a lot of prophetic things that Jesus is showing us what is about to happen in less than a week. And so we're going to pull some revelation out of that. So uh, Jesus was off preaching, and he heard that uh, his good friend Lazarus had died, or he was sick and was about to die. And instead of rushing to Bethany, Jesus waits. And he doesn't just wait one day, he waits four days. And during that time, Lazarus dies. Okay, so Jesus and his disciples are now going to Bethany, and he's going to be greeted by Martha. So let's read it. John 11, 4 through 5. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness, so he, he heard about Lazarus, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Listen to me. The situation, the struggle, the battle that you're in today is for God's glory. If we step into faith in that battle and we let the battle belong to the Lord, no matter what we're going through our battle is for God's glory. Maybe glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Okay, this sentence might seem, you know, minuscule or, or why would John put that in there? He put that in there because he wants us to know that Jesus loves us. That, that Jesus loves you. No matter what type of battle. Now, now listen, they, they have just gone through a very difficult thing. Lazarus like Lazarus dead, okay? I don't know, you know how worse it can get than that, right? Like he's dead, right? And and Mary and Martha just lost their brother, okay? Like they are in a deep struggle. And John says, Jesus loves them. Jesus is in the middle of your struggle today. He is in the middle of your battle. And he wants you to know that he loves you. Let's continue in this story in John 11, 21 through 26. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Like What faith? Martha has in this moment, she's like, Jesus, if you would have been here, you you know, he wouldn't have died. But even now in this moment, even though it looks really bad, I still know that the Father will give you whatever you ask for. Your brother will rise again, is Jesus' response. Martha answered, "I, I know he will rise again. In the resurrection at the last day, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you see what he's preparing us for in a couple of days? Jesus is preparing his people that, hey, I am the resurrection of the life. Tashua is coming, but Tashua is here. I am the resurrection and the life. Let's continue. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Church, do you, do you believe that this morning? Because if you don't, you're not a Christian, okay? Now, in about 20 minutes, I'll give you an opportunity to be a Christian. But like, like this, guys, this is essential to our faith. Faith that we believe that Jesus came, put flesh on, lived among us for 33 and a half years, then he died a sinner's death, even though he did not sin, he still went to the cross, died a humiliation death for you and me. and that three days later he became the resurrection and the life. Church, we have to believe this, okay? We have to believe this. This is a, an essential foundation of our faith. This is what separates us from all other religions, is that our God defeated sin and death forever. Let's continue. John eleven thirty eight 38 through 44. Continue the story. So Jesus comes to, to where they are. Now, now remember, Jesus is really famous at this point, okay? I mean... Everybody knows who Jesus is. They've they've talked about him. I mean, he's traveled all over this region, especially if you're a Jew, you've had a conversation about Jesus. Now, listen, during this period of time, it's the Passover, okay? And so during the Passover, thousands of Jews would come from all over and come and worship uh, in the temple in Jerusalem once a year to celebrate the Passover. Uh, And what was the Passover? The Passover was when The angel of death came around to Egypt, and if you didn't have the blood of the lamb over your doorstep, your firstborn son would pass away. And it's because of this plague, it's because of this situation that happened is actually what broke uh, Israel free from slavery, broke them out of slavery. It was the, the last thing that Pharaoh was like, okay, get out of here. And so they celebrated that, the blood of the lamb that was over the doorsteps. Okay, so there's there's a lot of extra Jews in the area during this time, and I'm guessing many of them walked through this uh, walked through this path through Bethany to Jerusalem and probably in hopes to maybe catch a glimpse of of Jesus. Okay? Also, there was in Jewish custom they have professional mourners that that come when, when someone dies, they come and they mourn with you and um, it's, it's very scriptural, they, they mourn with those who mourn, they weep with those who, and, and, and so there, there's, a, there's a lot of these people there too, and so there's a lot, of, there's a big crowd here, and, and Jesus comes, and the shortest scripture in, in the whole Bible we see here in a couple passages before this, this passage, and that is Jesus wept, okay? You're welcome for, for helping you memorize scripture today. Come on, somebody. Jesus wept. And what's so interesting about this, this passage here, one that Jesus, he's weeping with those who are weeping, but he's deeply moved by their sorrow. Do you know that Jesus is deeply moved by your situation, your circumstance, by what you're going through? Jesus has emotions. Okay, God has a mind, will, and emotions. We're created in His image. Emotions are not something that are bad. Okay? God didn't create us to be robots. Okay? We're, we're humans and we feel things. And we see here that God, our God, has emotions. And He is moved by the, the, the struggles that we go through. He's moved by our sorrow. He's moved by the battle that we're in today. He's deep, once more, He's deeply moved. And He came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone. Okay, we're going to see that actually happen in a, in a couple days, right? The stone was rolled away. This, take the stone away. But the Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor. For he's been in there for four days. Okay, He was stanky, okay? He, he stank. If you're dead for four days, you are really smelly and stinky. Okay? Let me tell you something this morning. Jesus isn't afraid of your stinky situation. He's not repelled by your smelly, stinky past. Jesus isn't afraid of the stink of your life. Even if you've been dead for four days, okay, and your body's rotten, okay, Jesus isn't afraid of it. He actually wants to encounter the stinky things that you're going through today, the stinky past that you had. Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at, and he wants to roll away the stone. He wants to open doors in your life so you can find freedom. The Lord said, Martha, this is her, the dead man. By this time, there's a bad odor for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Our situations, even if they're stinky, okay, can be used for the glory of God. Let's continue. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The name Lazarus actually means God help us. And so what is Jesus calling forth? He's calling forth the help of God. And something supernatural is happening, and you're going to see the celebration of this that we call Palm Sunday. But something supernatural is happening in this moment, as Jesus is declaring that I am the God of even death. And for thousands of years, the Jews have been saying, Tashua is coming, victory coming is coming. They're looking for the Messiah. In the birth of Jesus, he's actually called Emmanuel, the God that is with us, right? He's coming to be with us. Tashua is coming. But in this moment, something is happening in the supernatural where we're going from Tashua is coming to Tashua is here. Because up to this point, the Holy Spirit could just come upon people, but it wasn't in permanent residence. And what Jesus is saying is the Holy Spirit is about to take permanent residence in your play, in your heart, in your mind, and you will actually have the same power that raised Christ from the dead will be in you. Guys, this was a, 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 something that reverberated not just on earth, but in heaven, because it, it's the moment where Tashua is coming, victory is coming, Tatashua is here. Victory is here. Let's continue. The dead man came out, his hand and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Take off the grave clothes. What in your life today. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about next week or next month or I'm talking about today. What dead things do you need to take off? What things that are entangling your your life and, and stopping you from moving forward, right? Those grave clothes, right? He looked like a mummy, you know what I mean? It was stopping him from moving forward. So Jesus says, hey, take the thing off that's stopping my son from moving forward, my friend from moving forward, my daughter from moving forward. What in your life today does Jesus need to remove that's entangling you and stopping you from moving forward? Because Tashua is here today. Come on, take the things off that's entangling you, the dead things from your past, the relationship that that you keep struggling with, the bitterness, the regret. Come on, take it off today and put the new clothes on that Jesus has in store for you. Come on, take it off today. Stop letting these dead things hang around your life today. So, a couple days later, okay, Jesus, disciples find a donkey, okay, and this fulfills a some 700-year-old prophecy that the, the, Jesus is the Messiah is coming on, on a on donkey, okay? And, and remember, thousands of extra people are here in Jerusalem for the Passover. And so, they line up on this road as Jesus is Coming, Okay, let's let's read it in John 12. The next day the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches. Now, this word, the Greek word that's used for palm branches is only used twice in in all of Scripture. We're going to read the second place where, where it's taken place. They took palm branches, which... This in itself, when when people would would cut these down and and wave these around or or put them down on the road, it means victory. And so they're, they're waving victory at Jesus as he's riding on a donkey. And he went out to meet them shouting, Hosanna. Now the translation for Hosanna is save us or save us now. Come on, Tashua now. Victory now. Save us now. Victory. As Jesus is coming through his triumphant entry. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Now, the people didn't really understand why they're waving these things. They, they're, they're thinking that Jesus is going to become the military leader that, that is going to overthrow the Roman government. And he was going to restore Israel and the Jewish people. And he's kind of the cheat code because he can bring people back to life. And so, you know, if, when you're fighting a war, that's really beneficial if you can bring people back to life. And so like he's the cheat code, he's it. He, he is what we've been waiting for. But here's the thing. Jesus didn't want to just overthrow a government or a nation. He wanted to take over the world. He wanted to show, man, he he had bigger plans, not just for one nation, but for all nations. He wanted to bring Yeshua. Not just, and and, and here's the thing, and here's the thing, we're going to look at it in a moment. Tashua isn't just for us here today, and it is. It's here for us today. As we see, and next week what we'll actually see it happen, the, the, the transition from Tashua is coming to Tashua is here. But something happened in heaven too. Because Tashua isn't just for earth, but it's for eternity. We get to live in victory forever. We get to live in Tashua forever forever. Let's finish up with John twelve, twelve 12 through 15, and then we'll move to Revelation. Jesus found a young donkey, sat on it. Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming seated on a donkey's colt. And we see that this fulfills a 700-year-old prophecy. Okay, so let's jump into Revelation 7, 9 through 11. And remember, this is the same person, okay, writing both books. He wrote this probably 50 years after uh, his first moment of seeing Jesus and people waving palm branches, okay? And so now he's on the island of Patmos. He's getting this vision from Jesus. And you can probably imagine just the wonder that was going through John's heart as he's seeing this vision as he's standing in heaven, okay? After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe. And people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. The Lamb is who? The Lamb is Jesus. And so he's looking out into into the vastness of heaven and he's seeing billions upon billions of people surrounding the throne. And they're all worshiping Jesus. They were clothed in white robes and held what? palm branches in their hand. Guys, this is the only other place in all the Scripture where people are holding palm branches and waving palm branches. So not only on earth, but in heaven, people are waving, Tashua is here. Tashua is here. Victory is ours. Not just on earth, but it's reverberating through eternity. And they were shouting with a great war. Look at this. Salvation. Come on, we learned last week. Tashua also means salvation and deliverance and also victory. Come on. Victory comes from our God. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. The battle belongs to the Lord. victory belongs to Jesus. But that doesn't allow us to opt out of the battle, right? We're still in it. And whatever you're in today, whatever you're going through today, remember that God has a victory for you, okay? And it's for his glory. This is why in Revelation, Jesus tells John that it's because of your testimony that people will be saved. And one of the things that is happening in our culture and will continue to get worse, um, just th- these are the things that have to happen, is that persecution of Christians will become greater and greater even in our nation. And, and they, won't, they want to silence Christians. Okay, so that's what Satan wants to do. He does not want us to speak the name of Jesus. Why? Because Tashua comes from the name of Jesus. Victory comes from the name of Jesus. And we're going to see this in our world. And, and it's not a time to... Go run, you know, in in your bomb shelter and hide. No, 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 it's a time to stand firm. We talked about this last week, to be bold. Bold in what, Pastor? Bold that the victory has already been won. And so the victory not only is here with us, it's in eternity also. Let's continue. Revelation 7, 9 through 11. We're going to end with this passage this morning. Actually, we're not. we got one more. Let me finish with this one. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings, and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground, and they worshiped God. So even the angels are saying, Tashua. The poor living creatures are saying, Tashua is here. Salvation is here. So Jesus was going to Jerusalem. Why Jerusalem? Why did Jesus need to go to Jerusalem? Well, the Jews believed, and many other people believe, that Jerusalem is the most holy city on the planet. It's the most holy place on the planet. That's why Jews every year would go there and worship God there and, and uh, make sacrifices there once a year because they believe that Jerusalem was the most holy place on the planet. Many scholars and historians will tell you that they believe that Jerusalem is actually in the center of the earth. And so Jesus needed to go to the center of the earth to die in the most holy place. But there's something prophetic about Jerusalem the old Jerusalem, and the new Jerusalem that is to come. That Jesus has Tashua in both. And so let's read Revelation 21 this morning. John says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. So God's going to create all things new. He's going to create all things new. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. So the new Jerusalem has already been built and it's literally going to come down from heaven and it's going to rest on earth. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look! God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. You want to talk about ultimate Tashua? And as we, we look forward to those future events and I don't want to minimize what you're going through today or the struggles that you're having today. But compared to the future glory and the future tashua we get to live in, guys, it's, it's but a, a pinprick. It, it, it's but a, a speck compared to, to the future glory The future Tashua that we get to experience for all eternity. That that Jesus, his sacrifice wasn't just for for this life, but it was also that we would experience Tashua for all eternity. Because God's heart originally for his people was that he would be the God that would be with them. And it's one of the reasons why he, he sent his son to put skin on and to walk among us for for 33 and a half years. So he he knows exactly how you're feeling and what you're going through. God has the ultimate mercy and grace for our lives. He knows what you're going through today. Listen to me, don't feel like you're alone because you're not. Jesus cares about your current situation. Listen, he cares about who you marry. He cares about what job you have. He cares about how your marriage is doing. He he cares about your kids. He cares about your family. Like like he's in everything because why? Because he's the God that desires to be with us. And this is the future glory. We, We get to be with God and experience his unfiltered glory. But we're not there yet. And the promise is that, man, if we're willing, come on, to put on the helmet of victory every single day, we can experience victory. Come on, some of you, this month, tomorrow, you need to walk, march into work. Come on, with a palm branch and a helmet on. Come on, somebody. Because you need victory in your workplace. Listen, some of you need to walk in, in your house today and say, honey. We're going to have victory in our marriage. We're going to have victory over our kids. Come on, students. You need to walk into school on Monday claiming victory over your school. And math. Come on, somebody. It's it's, it's an action. Putting this helmet is an action. Come on. Cutting the branch down. Waving the branch. That's an action. God needs us to take action and step into what already has been done. That's why Jesus said it's finished. We'll talk about next week. But he said it's finished on the cross. Well, what's finished? Everything's finished. Well, what about my depression? Finished. Well, what about my anxiety? Finished. Well, what about my addiction? Finished. Well, what about me and my spouse not getting on? Finished. It's, It's done. It's finished. Tashua. Is here, church? If you want it, Tashua is here today. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. First things first. Maybe you say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never fully committed my life to Christ, and I need to today. Or maybe you're just reflecting on your life and, and last few weeks or months or years, and you've drifted from God. You've drifted from victory. And today, you just want to recommit your life to Christ. So maybe it's your first time, or you just want to recommit your uh, your life to Christ today. You can do that. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to make you do anything embarrassing. Just slip up your hand today. Just slip it up. This is between you and God today. This is between you and Jesus today. Yeah, just slip it up and put it down. Come on, it's, it's an action. It's an action that God's gonna bless today. It's an action that God's gonna honor today. Yes, yes, all over this place. Yeah, just put it up. This is between you and God. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. And I would just ask this morning that we'd repeat this prayer after me as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning, That you would forgive me of all my sins. That you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. As your pastor, we are now transitioning into the most important time of the service.